When I'm faced with impossible situations, would I knock a hole in the roof for Jesus? Am I willing for people not to understand my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch him? Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Got a question for you though today, as usual. What would you think if while we were sitting here having church, that we heard this drilling noise on the roof until parts of the roof started falling down, falling down on us, and we looked up and there were some guys up there because it was so crowded in here they couldn't get in. So they knocked a hole in the roof so they could hear what was going on. Well, it sounds silly, doesn't it? I mean, we'd probably call the police and have them arrested. For sure, we'd be wondering who and when the roof was going to get fixed. But you know, that is exactly what happened to Jesus. That's right, as told in the book of Mark. While he was preaching in a house in Capernaum, I'm sure you've heard the story. These four guys brought their paralytic friend on a bed, knowing the Lord could heal him. But it was so crowded that he couldn't get in. So they figured out about where Jesus was in the house. And they went up on the roof, and they knocked a hole in it, and lowered their friend in. And of course the Lord healed him. That's not why I'm retelling the story this morning. Something new caught my attention about this event. Because the Bible says that when they had broken through and lowered their friend down, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he turned to the paralytic and said, Son, your sins are forgiven. You see, this example clearly demonstrates how much God loves people of action. The word doesn't say that Jesus spoke a word to these four guys. But what he saw was enough. He saw they were concerned for their friend. He saw it wasn't easy getting a sick guy on a bed up on a roof. And he saw that they believed that Jesus was their only answer. My mom tells this story. That after having two sons, my older brothers, Ron and Glenn... The doctors told her she needed an operation. The result of the operation would be that she couldn't have any more children. So disappointed, she consulted five doctors, and she got the same diagnosis. So she scheduled the surgery, and upon hearing this news, my Uncle George 
who was a young evangelist. He began calling her, begging her to wait on the surgery, writing her. She didn't even have a phone. He'd call the neighbors and send a message to her and say, God is going to heal you. He asked her to come to a revival that he was holding in a, a town several hours away. She finally relented, and she went. She went forward that night, and standing beside a woman who was also healed miraculously, God healed her. Now, obviously, my little sister Vicki and I are the beneficiaries of that not-so-little miracle. Well, Uncle George is my modern-day example of those guys who are willing to knock a hole in the roof to reach Jesus. I'm proud to say that at age 86, Uncle George is still traveling and preaching, and I'm sure knocking holes in roofs. But these stories make me wonder, when I'm faced with impossible situations, would I knock a hole in the roof for Jesus? Am I willing for people not to understand my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch him? Have I ever been willing to do anything to reach Jesus for someone else like those four guys did? Well, listen. Fortunately, you don't have to get a ladder and start climbing walls this morning. But whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, whatever your loved ones are going through, you just need to take the action to the situation by going to Jesus with it. I don't know what brought me to this story this morning. But there's a saying that not everything faced can be changed. But nothing can be changed until it is faced. So this morning when we have our prayer time, I felt like I wanted to tell you this. Because whatever the problem, Jesus is your answer. And I hope you'll come like those four guys on the roof, knowing that Jesus is there for your situation. We have all made foolish choices at one time or another in our lives. Stay right there to learn how to use wisdom to make the right decisions in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Um, okay, how many, okay, how many of you guys have done something a little wacky in your life just to mess with somebody? 
Don't lie to me. Okay, be honest. Okay, well, well just in case you need some new ideas, here, here's eight, eight ways to maintain a healthy level of insanity. Okay? All right, here you go. All right, try this. At lunchtime, sit in your parked car with sunglasses on and point a hairdryer at passing cars. <laughs> Number two. In the memo field of all your personal checks, write for smuggling diamonds. Okay, number three. Keeping a straight face, whenever you go out to eat, order a diet water. Okay, number four. Finish all your sentences with the phrase, in accordance with the prophecy. <laughs> number five. Send an email to everyone you know and say, if anyone needs me, I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> next time, number six, the next time you're at the ATM machine, when the money comes out, scream, I won, I won. <laughs> All right, Matt, you'll like this one. Number seven. Go to the gun department at Walmart and ask if they have antidepressants. <laughs> okay, and, the, and number eight, the last one. Give me a drum roll. Okay, this is for the parents. Tell your children over dinner, due to the economy, we're going to have to let one of you go. <laughs> well, the, tr the truth is, we've all done some crazy, stupid things. Now, and, now I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but even I have done something stupid before. I remember one time, I decided to come home from a business trip a day early. So I caught a late flight, and I failed to call my wife and tell her I was coming. So when I showed up at 1 o'clock in the morning... Without my house key, I started to, and started trying to get in the house. Dana, thinking I was a burglar, called the cops. And a few minutes later, in the front yard, while I was trying to convince the police it was my house, my wife, who was still angry because I didn't call and had scared her, she had them shine the flashlight right in my face and said, Officer, I've never seen that man before in my life. Remember that? So, so my wife says this is one of the dumbest things that I've ever done. So, so we all want to be smart guys. But what we really need to be is wise guys. And I'm not talking about the smart aleck kind of wise guy or the mob character kind of wise guy. I'm talking about what we need is wisdom. And did you know that because of a miracle that happened a long time ago that all of us can achieve wisdom if we're willing to hear and receive what's in God's Word? And first of all, we, we have to grasp what real wisdom is. Wisdom is not knowledge. Knowledge is simply the acquiring of information. 
and understanding which is good is learning how to distinguish what information is true and practical and what information isn't. But wisdom, wisdom goes much further. Wisdom takes knowledge and understanding and it correctly applies it to real life situations. Just like in our relationships and in our finances and all the important decisions in our life. So wisdom is an incredible asset. And the miracle that I was, re- I was referring to that allows us to acquire ris- wisdom is found in the Old Testament. When King David appointed Solomon, his son, to the throne. Solomon was just a boy. He was barely a teenager. And he was understandably a little insecure about ruling a nation. But because of his extravagance in how he honored God, and because of his humble spirit, God told Solomon that he would give him anything that he asked for. And Solomon, just a boy, mind you, didn't ask for power, didn't ask for wealth. What he asked for was wisdom. He asked for a discerning heart so he could do justice by his people. Now, God was so impressed with this request that he gave Solomon more wisdom than any man who had ever lived before. Or he said, any man who would ever live after. And the word says that Solomon's wisdom and insight was measureless as sand on a seashore. And his life demonstrated that. His accomplishments were staggering. His vision was unmatched. His building of the temple was an incredible undertaking. And his wealth was enormous, easily, easily the richest man to ever live. But here's the best part. Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, wrote it all down. He shared what he knew. He shared for us to learn and to gain the kind of wisdom that God miraculously gave to him. And that, of course, is all found in the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is an amazing gift from God. Now, Proverbs are not exactly a promise, but there's 3,000 of them, and a proverb is a short statement that expresses a truth about life or about human behavior. And the book of Proverbs is full of them. It covers every imaginable situation, especially those that face a young man or a woman entering into adulthood. It's practical, it's insightful, it's full of humor and warnings about the consequences of a careless life. And it's just an amazing, valuable tool for every Christian to keep them centered in their walk with Christ. And you know, it's easy to overlook and take for granted some of our most valuable assets that we have as Christians. But I want to challenge you because I've been, I've been reading Proverbs and I want to challenge you to revisit Proverbs. There are 31 chapters in the book, one for every day of the month. And I am challenge you to read one every day. And then read it again. And then read different translations. And you'll find treasures in that book. Proverbs was a miracle. And you can't, if you read it, you, you can't help but to receive guidance for your life. And you can't help but to gain confidence for your decision making. You know, the, what's interesting is reading it. And I, and, I, and I was thinking this week, I said, well, how can I really convince people... That, that Proverbs still has something for them. And there it was, right there in Proverbs. You know who, 
Solomon, you want to hear what Solomon said about this very subject? And keep in mind, he was the smartest guy ever lived. Okay? And this is what he says. He says, pay attention to what I say, my son. Listen closely to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to his whole body. Proverbs. Wisdom. Let's get some. The Word says to rejoice in all the good the Lord has given you. Stay tuned and be reminded of the simple fact that if you're in a position to give anything, that is something to praise God for. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor. They say it takes two to tango, but it only takes one Nebo Tools Tango to provide two high-power light sources and also serve as a power bank for your USB-powered devices. This fully rechargeable work light is lightweight yet rugged and features a seven-position arm that rotates 180 degrees, functioning as a hanging hook, carry handle, or kickstand. Use the 250-lumen spotlight, the 750-lumen work light, or combine in turbo mode for 1,000 lumens of intense illumination, the Tango. Just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. And I want to talk about giving again this morning. I want to introduce you to what I call the ouch factor, which is simply a way to remember some important things about how we should all give. You see, I think we already know that tithing is important. In fact, tithing is an act of obedience. And the Word tells us that to obey is better than sacrifice. So, before we talk about giving, it's important to acknowledge that God's not really impressed with our giving unless it's in conjunction with our obedience. So, knowing this, tithing is about what? You give. 10% is the tithe. But giving is an offering about how you give. And that's where the ouch factor comes in. Because when you apply the ouch factor, you find that God is not trying to take anything away from you. Instead, he's trying to help you get to a place of spiritual maturity where you can receive more of what God wants to give you. So let me tell you how the ouch factor works. When you give, give often. In fact, if at all possible in the church, try to give something at every opportunity. Now, this may be unheard of, but I challenge you to never let an offering go by without participating in it somewhat because I discovered that even if my offering is small, it's an expression of my gratitude to the Lord, and I'm truly blessed from it every time. Giving often exercises our generosity muscles, and it makes giving an easy and natural thing for us to do. The second part of the ouch factor is to always give unto him. That means that your offering doesn't have to be contingent on anything other than that. It's great to know that your offering is going into something like missions or something like that, but once you give... You don't have to worry about the one you gave it to. You don't have to worry about where the money is going or what they're going to do with it. 
You simply give it to God. And you give unto him and pray in faith that God will bless it. The next ouch factor is the, is the best one. It's to celebrate when you give. The word says to rejoice in all the good the Lord has given you. The simple fact that you're in a position to give anything is something to praise God for. To give an offering is by Webster's definition to present something as an act of worship or devotion. So what better reason to celebrate than an event where God is praised and honored? And finally, what makes the ouch factor really work is when you give till it hurts. Now you have to understand that I'm talking about a healthy kind of hurt. It's the kind of hurt like you feel after you're straining to push that last weight up in the last repetition and there's pain there and it might have been hard but you're glad that you did it. You see, worthwhile giving requires some sacrifice. That's the only way that you know that you're putting God and others in front of your own desires. There's an old saying goes like this. When it comes to giving until it hurts, most people have a very low threshold of pain. Now, I'm not suggesting that every gift or offering has to hurt or be a great sacrifice. But when you take into account your collective giving and you, you don't know that there were things that you gave up or that you would have enjoyed, but for your giving, then you aren't in a place where you can experience everything that God wants to do in your life. You know, those times when you go to a birthday party and you either didn't want to buy a gift or you didn't think to buy one, so you stopped by the drugstore and you bought a card because you know you can get by with giving a card at a birthday party because they always say it's the thought that counts, right? Well, guess what? The thought doesn't count. It's not the thought that counts. When it comes to giving, it's the gift that counts. Not just because of the cost of the gift, but because of the thoughtfulness that goes into the gift. You see, giving is supposed to hurt a little in order for you to grow a lot. So we give often. We give unto him. We celebrate every time we give. And we give till it hurts. And we let the ouch factor help us grow into more generous people. Because it's there. It's only there where something good will always happen in Jesus' name. Can you say amen this morning? It's time to give till it hurts. (laughs) Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. 
Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.